You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by the boogie to my brow. What you got for me, Isaac? <laughs> Not your co-ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yesterday, uh, which was two days ago, I went for my... <laughs> Why are you laughing, Nick? Yesterday, which was two days ago. For people that are listening. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my my wife every year she always gets on me like, "Hey, every year I want you to go have a physical done." And so I'm like, "Okay." Like, so I had my yearly physical. You know what? Will never get not awkward and weird is a doctor holding your man parts Chin hair. and and, t- and telling you to cough. Still awkward, still weird, every time, and oh. it's like it makes me think about like a high school basketball days because you had to have one every year, and yeah. so I was like, okay, you know, and still it was weird in high school, but even now it's just like it reaches that point to where you're two grown men, and he just looks at you and be like, where, all, where, all right. where does it reach? <laughs> it's like, all right, um, well now now we're gonna do the groin check. I was like, oh yeah, cool, and you're like, it's like one of those things you can't even like joke about. Like I'm a huge joker and like sarcastic dude. To where I want to be like, yeah, favorite part. No, <laughs> you can't joke like that. Like, <laughs> no, that's just weird. That's weird like for one, both of you. Yeah, so I'm just like, all right. It's like, all right, this is awkward. That's like, like that the- that uh, episode of The Office where he, Michael brings in um, Oscar and he's like going to have like a proctology exam or something. He's like, is there anything I could do to make it more enjoyable for me and Doctor Wu or whatever the doctor's name is? <laughs> and Oscar's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it was a weird moment, um, but and it was an uncomfortable moment, kind of like for the Mavericks again tonight. So much like a, a check of your balls, the uh, the Mavericks had a uh, a check of their own tonight, playing against the probably the team that they match up against the worst, I would say, in the NBA. Besides the obvious Warriors, you know, those kind of teams, they just have nobody that can take either of these guys. Just nobody. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know about worse because they just have nothing else besides the two, the two guys. This is but, true. It, but those two guys are a matchup nightmare, and they prove it every single time they play Dallas and really anybody. But yeah, that's it's true. Dallas. They 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 match up bad against everybody, but they just need, God. They need they just need one one guard, like one real guard. Like if they could somehow get Bledsoe, I have no idea how they would do it. Yeah, but if they could somehow get Bledsoe, that would th- this would be a team, man. Because watching them tonight, they they have some stuff. I mean, they did a boogie and Anthony Davis. That's a five four pick and roll, and Anthony Davis got an alley oop lobbed to the rim. <laughs> just, and, and Davis threw it to him. Davis had seven assists. He led their team, or no? Drew Holiday had eight assists, but still, he you know had seven assists as a center. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's just there was one time boogie got the rebound and took it coast to coast, and then threw noob to ad and it's just like that's just not even right man like but just why just how 
But whatever. I look at Anthony Davis, and this is sad, but I look at Nerlens Noel and I go, is there anything Nerlens Noel does that is better than what Anthony Davis does? Um, no. Maybe uh, running, maybe. I don't know. Running, I see. I don't even know. About like, that. if there was a like, if you're saying like a 50 yard dash, possibly. We should have asked him that tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, excuse me, Nerlens. Is there anything you can do better than Anthony? <laughs> no, not that part. If you and, <laughs> oh. if you and Anthony Davis were at a 50 yard dash, who would win? Why did is that, why is it 50? It should be 40. That's the. the I don't know. I just picked a random thing. So obviously, um, <laughs> we've been talking about the Mavericks' uh, 99 to 94 loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. It was a home game. It was not even that close. I mean, if you look at the box score just straight up, you know, on NBA.com, it has who won each quarter in a, you know in red. And the Pelicans are red all the way up until the fourth quarter where the Mavericks, you know, it was garbage time and the Mavericks kind of turned it on then. But yeah, the Pelicans I walked won in, every quarter up until then. I walked in the door tonight, literally a few minutes ago, and my wife was like, oh, well, at least it was close. I'm like, <laughs> well... No, Aww. it kind of wasn't. But she was trying to be nice. She's like, they only lost by five. Like, well, yeah, I guess technically, but so oh, it well. could have been less than that. But at the end of the game, Salamejri decides to either become Kevin Love or Matt Saracen and decides hey, to I'd, just throw a bomb. To the- you know who gives a crap what Salah does at that point because that man was about the only exciting thing to watch tonight. Seriously, yeah, no, and and you know if he makes that one bad decision the whole game, then. <laughs> You know, I'm fine with it, but I'm just saying that it, you know, yeah, if yeah. they would have been a little bit more conservative on that play right there, it could have been even closer, and we could have been going into overtime. And you know how much Rick loves overtime. Oh, loves it. It's his favorite thing. So I saw a lot, and I know you don't agree with this, and so it's going to be a bad discussion between the two of us. But I saw a lot oh, of crap. outrage about Nerlens Noel only playing 13 minutes and 13 and a half minutes. Everybody that says that, I would like to know if you watched the game. <laughs> because when Nerlens was in the game, yes, you can look at the box score. He had three offensive rebounds. He had seven rebounds in total. you know. But he was not getting any leeway on either of those two guys. I mean, defending them, they would post up on him. And just like what Marcus All did, that one play just keeps rolling in my head over and over again where Marcus Hall's on, you know, Nerlens Noel's on him, and he's facing him up, and he just does a little teardrop over him. I mean, they, they just – did all that stuff tonight on him those guys davis and cousins they play almost better facing up than they do back to the basket <laughs> it's just so crazy how good they are uh and nerlens wasn't much better than anybody else they had out there should yeah. they have maybe played him some more minutes i guess yeah. Yeah. i guess yes but there was 12 there's 12 minutes they should have played him more <laughs> and 13 seconds <laughs> that yeah, he should have been played more minutes, but I don't blame Rick Carlisle at all. No, at all for playing solid measure because he, when he was in the game, stuff was actually happening. I mean, you know, we make fun of plus minus every once in a while, but he was a plus 14 and it was, that's a real plus 14. He actually came in, affected the game, got a bunch of boards for him, had five blocks, man. Like, and a lot of those were, were, you know, momentum changing, you know, like, defacing shots where, where guys are just coming to the rim and the same things that that Anthony Davis was doing to Dennis Smith Jr. tonight where where Dennis Smith Jr. would try to drive in the lane and Anthony Davis would swat him Sala was doing that to other guys on the Pelicans so that, you know it went both ways in that point so I totally understand playing Sala more than Noel tonight oh yeah for sure I mean that's what that's what Sala is perfect at he brings and I think Dirk used this word he said passion like yep. and when you're a one in eight team one in nine now like 
when you're that type of team, you need the passion. And when you've been down, like you put in this guy, and this is there's very few guys in the league that's like Salah. He does not give a crap who you are. Nope. And he gets under people's skin. Other teams hate him. Like, that's what he does. And you can even see him on the court. I mean, he'll wag his finger. He'll talk <laughs> the trash. He'll holler at the bench. He'll do the stuff. He'll and yell he at a- Greg Popovich last year. That was, exactly. that was gold. He, he does not care one bit. And people, and you can see teammates walking up to him, like Barnes, different stuff, hitting him on the chest, like, hey, calm it down, whatever. But that's what we need sometimes. Yeah. And that and you've seen it tonight. It was a spark. It gets infectious. It it sparks the team. It sparks the crowd. He's going up like in I leaned over to you tonight. I say he never takes a playoff. Nope. And some of these rebounds, most players just turn around. Like they're coming off the rim and it looks like somebody's easily got got a board. Most players just turn around and say, Okay, that's their board. Salah, he'll go in there. He'll try to reach in there one-handed somehow and tip it up in the air and then tip it to somebody else. He's always trying. And, yeah, he's over-aggressive sometimes. Yeah, he gets a little dramified, like, once he starts <laughs> playing well. And, he, you know, he got hit in the face tonight, and you would think that he got shot. And, it, you know, he, he does that stuff, but he brings energy that everyone feeds off of. And it was fun. I mean, they, they got beat tonight. They were getting beat for the majority of the game, but – I mean, the fans, that was pretty much the only thing they got. That and Dennis's dunk. I mean, it was hit, all of his blocks and stuff. Dennis's dunk was awesome. You and I, you know, I, you and I left our seats when Dennis threw down that dunk. It, you see, Dennis's dunk, you saw it coming. You know, Nerland's, I think, got an offensive board or something. He yep. kind of tipped it around, had it. Dennis got a running start. And as soon as he passed it to Dennis, we started to stand out. I was like, holy crap, here we go, lift off. <laughs> we and, did. You know, we, both got, we both lifted out of our seats. As soon as we saw that open lane, we were like, whoa. Yeah, and that's the dunk we've been waiting for. I mean, you know, I wish Boogie would have uh, or jumped so we can got a little poster action. Oh, but Bo- Boogie just kind of turned his head, turned sideways, and Dennis he left got- his feet, but he didn't really contest it. No, nah, yeah, he didn't contest it. So, um, yeah, fun play, rock the bench, rock to the arena and stuff. Just obviously, they just didn't have enough tonight from anybody. They didn't. But one player that actually did bring it as well that you know is a guy that we we love, Harrison Barnes. He was really attacking the basket tonight. You know, some yeah. some of his jumpers weren't weren't exactly falling. And I think I saw uh, Bobby Corrala tweet this out that you know one of the oldest things of the book is if your shot's not falling, be aggressive, drive to the basket. And you know, it's a simple thing. It's a simple you know game plan. But he could do that because he could drive on all of these guys. I'm not scared of any of these guys as defenders. You know, Etwan Moore, Jimmy, you know, Drew Holiday, Dante Cunningham. You know, even Tony Allen on him. They played, well, yeah. they, they played Josh Smith tonight, guys. That Josh Smith. Like the Josh Smith. The Josh Smith that, that got that huge contract with Charlie V. You guys remember that? <laughs> Back in what Detroit. I, what I liked about Barnes is, you know, a lot of these drives came on Anthony Davis. And yeah. because, mm-hmm. you know, the game, game started, they they put Nerlens back in the lineup for Devin. So Nerlens was on Boogie. They put Barnes on Anthony Davis. And they put Dirk on Dante Cunningham. And. You know, AD was guarding Barnes on the other side of the court, also. So, a lot of times, for instead of Barnes, you know, settling for these contested shots over the long arms of AD, he was taking it right to him. And I mean, some of them were physical drives. And and I think AD had four fouls tonight. And I mean, I would probably guess that three or maybe all four of them were on Barnes. And just you know, it it's a good move for Barnes. It's not like he was driving on you know just a a, a smaller point guard. 
Uh, it's not like he was an oversized three on a really tiny, you know, Jameer Nelson that, you know, he's taken it to Anthony Davis and he's shown he wasn't scared about it. And I mean, you said he had 10 free throw attempts tonight. So yeah, big night for him. 39 minutes, 26 points. You know, they needed his scoring tonight. Obviously lost by five, but yeah, good, good game for uh, HB tonight. Yeah. And I think driving on Anthony Davis is one of the only things you can do on him. Cause if you take a, a spot up jumper, he's long enough that he can contest anything. If you try to, <clears throat> if you try to like, you know, pass it around, he's going to, he's going to come off the help defense, you know, and, and come over to that side. If you drive straight on him, you might be able to get him. <clears throat> you might be able to get him like his feet tangled up in a sense. I mean, he's got, he's been working on his footwork. He's just long and big. And <laughs> I can't imagine that that, you know, it's, easy for him to you know maneuver all the time but unless you're dennis smith jr you're trying to catch him off guard and you you know try to like go up before he's ready which is what harrison barnes did a lot yeah and something that dennis can't figure out yet and it's just like another game to where you know dennis played against utah and i know we were talking about during the game it's like he's like purposely challenging layups against some of these men like ad blocked him like two or three times tonight at the rim i mean wasn't even close like just hey stuff you and or swat off the backboard he did it a couple times against gobert too there's a difference between and this is what we said like there's a difference between trying to dunk on somebody like trying to dunk and trying to go over a gobert ad like hey mad props like you ain't scared about that but when you're trying to just do like layups on them (laughs) like that's the thing where he's just gonna have to learn you know especially these guys you know these (laughs) crazy shot blocker, super long guys that he, he might just, he's not used to that length yet in the, you know, in the league of just trying to scoop it up underneath them. And, you know, they're just, they're just waiting there like a buffet saying, Hey, just give me that yep, easy. Bring it on. What does Shaq say? Barbecue chicken, <laughs> barbecue chicken. He's a burger. Yeah. His drives, some of his drives to the rim were not <laughs> completely thought out, I think, because that, that guy on him is just so long. And when you're standing, when Desmond Jr. is standing next to some of these guys, he just looks so small, man. He looks really tiny. And I think JJ Barea, you know, he can, he sometimes drives on some of these guys. Like he had a couple of drives on Gobert and, and Gasol where you just look and you're like, how did he get that off? And I think Dennis will eventually figure out some of that stuff. But he sees JJ do that and goes, Okay, well, we can just drive on these guys. Well, you know, <laughs> JJ has you know figured out the body control, and he's done that his entire life. So, Jay's just got a floater. Dennis doesn't really have a floater yeah. yet. Yep. Uh, in his game, and it, it's just it's a, a a learning curve. And Definitely. we talked, Nick and I talked about it in the game tonight. Just I don't know. I feel like we've just seen we've seen different versions of Dennis here in two to three weeks. You know, training camp up until this point, we've seen like an uh, an aggressive Dennis at the beginning. Now we're just kind of in this stage with Dennis. It just feels like he's, I don't know, just kind of trying to figure out, hesitant, confused maybe at times, and just figuring out his role and stuff. So, Yeah, trying to figure out his role. I think he's mostly, he wants to make the right play. You know, playing for Carlisle, I, I, I'm assuming. Being in a media room with Carlisle is, you know, intimidating. I can't, you know, I can't imagine, like, playing for him, uh, knowing that this is a, a coach that won a championship. This is a coach that coached, you know, Dirk Nowitzki for so long and, I think he wants to make the right play, and I think he overthinks it, and obviously he's going to do that. You know, I'm not surprised at all or alarmed by that in any you know in any stretch of the word. One thing I did want to get to with Dennis with Junior tonight was the scratches on his face <laughs> after the game. You know, we went in the locker room, we were talking to him, and he was like, "Man, you know, 
can't get that call. And he said even Alvin Gentry, the coach of the uh, the Pelicans, walked over to him and said, "Hey, Rook, next year you'll get that call." He got you know went up for a, you know a shot attempt and he said he got scratched. Was it was it Cousins? I think it's AD. Anthony Davis, you know, and he had and Dennis Smith Jr. these two scratches on his face, one on his like his cheekbone basically, and then one on his nose. And uh, I think Dorian Finney-Smith pointed out to him in the locker room and was like, yo, man, you got something scratched on your face. And he was like, is it bad? And so he was just, you know, talking about how rookies don't get fouls. And, um, you know, that's something he's just going to have to, you know, to learn and to figure out. And sometimes it just takes time, you know. Guys, guys first coming to the league, they're not going to get calls like that. And even if it seems blatant sometimes, it's just how the league yeah. works. It is, and you. It, there is a welcoming process for rookies, and a lot of times we think it's just with players like a Beverly and Lonzo, and yeah. Beverly welcoming Lonzo to the league and giving him, you know, get, getting up in his face and stuff like that. We we always get the um, the videos or the tweets, you know, welcome to the league, rook, yeah, uh, from from the vets. But there's also a welcome to the league from the refs too. That a lot of people we we kind of forget that. You know, there is a learning curve with refs and rookies of saying, hey, like, you got to earn it. Like, you got to earn that. You're going to earn your stripes before you get, you know, superstar calls, before you get these calls in the paint or something like that. And uh, that's just something that there's a whole key to working the refs and from the start of the game, just all this. There's that's that's a whole aspect of the game that fans that we don't, yeah, we don't, uh, we don't factor in a ton of times and so it's just another aspect of the game also that a 19 year old and dennis is going to have to learn and and really just push through that stuff like that that later on in life he is going to get those calls i can, i do not like the working the refs thing i don't like you know the what the clippers what the clippers did the last four years or so it just is unwatchable to me at certain points you know just like barking and barking at the refs and trying to get calls and all the stuff and ugh, it just I can't stand it. I don't. I don't like the. You know, you can't get that call because you're a rookie thing. I just. I don't understand it. You know, call the game like you would call the game. You know, don't be intimidated by these players. Now, I say that. I'm. Not, you know, I'm not a referee. I'm not. You know, out there. Uh, if Shaq was playing, I would probably have a different opinion because you <laughs> call stuff on Shaq because that dude is so big. He just walks over to you and you're like, all right, all right, yeah, he fouled you. He fouled you. <laughs> so, uh, other things from this game. The rebound, the rebound battle was not too terrible, which is something we've been monitoring th- throughout the season. The Mavericks had uh, 47, and the the uh, Pelicans had 53 rebounds. Most of them coming from the two guys. Cousins had 22, and Davis had 13. Gosh, so Salah had 13 in 22 yeah. minutes. Yeah, Salah had a whole bunch of rebounds. Uh, your man Dwight Powell had a couple rebounds as well himself. My boy. <laughs> oh man, I, I would just like—I would like to point out something. Um, How much we it, can hear you rolling up your sleeves right now? Is it very loud? Yeah, I still, I still have my clothes on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just to let all the listeners know. Isaac pods with clothes on every single time. Okay, this is not like a thing. Maybe <laughs> depends on what I'm doing afterwards. I stole off my clothes on. Um, Isaac, you got a couple things tonight, man. You're in rare form. Uh, I'm in rare form. No, we were we were joking during the game when Dwight Powell was in the game when he was guarding like AD or Cousins. Like they 
like they would come down the floor and they would just like run the set to get like AD or Cousins, whoever Powell's garden to get the post up on him. It was like I joked with they Nick. It was like he was him. like a yeah. It was like he was like a point guard. It was like a mismatch every time. So it was like, hey, give me the ball, Dwight. <laughs> Dwight Powell's on me, and he let me go to work. And it was just kind of funny because Powell's obviously like six ten, six eleven, and they were just treating him like he was a mismatch point guard or something. Completely, anyway, completely. Continue on. One thing I want to get to before we we finish here is uh, I did I thought that this game was going to be a blowout. It ended up being a lot closer than I expected, but I thought it was going to be a blowout. So I'm going to do this every once in a while. I think I think I'm gonna call it blowout gift theater. Okay. You guys send me send me gifts uh, when it's a blowout. So this time I wanted everybody to send me Dirk gifts, and the ones that I had never seen before I was gonna shout out on the podcast. So I just decided to shout all of them out. So shout out at Timma four one one four. Shout out at Hehe Streams. Shout out at Billy Sierra sixteen. At DC Jackson. At Sky Eats Me. At ESD. EIB at David 30 Collins to Bobo at German underscore MFFL at Dom Cabarillo 74 at a 32 rod 2006 man you got on Twitter pretty fast there at Megalodon Megaloron Megalodon Megalodon Hmm. (laughs) interesting name at DSJ underscore season at J bag 69 He's the one that actually sent me the one gift that I had not seen. All the rest of you guys, thank you for sending me gifts. Thank you for tweeting at us. Jbag69 was sent the one that I had not seen before. Interesting. There were some funny gifts on there. There were some good ones. So check my Twitter, check my uh, Twitter feed for that. A couple things we also wanted to talk to today, or talk about today, is uh, the Mavericks are going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves tomorrow or today, as you guys are listening to this. I asked Dennis Smith Jr. if he had ever been to Minnesota. Isaac, he has not. <laughs> I asked him if he knew how cold it was going to be. He said yes. I asked him if he had coats because sometimes guys come into this league and they don't have coats, and I think that's funny because they just never had to. I mean, Dennis Smith or Jr. cars or cars. Yeah, there's Joel Embiid still AJ, does not have a car. AJ Hammonds didn't have a car. He would have like his girlfriend pick him up from practice. It was quite funny. <laughs> I remember that he would like cram inside this like little Prius or something. <laughs> that's funny. So I asked Dennis Smith Jr. if he had coats. He said, yeah, I got coats, and they fly, too. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best. So they're going to Minnesota tomorrow. Anything you're interested in seeing? Because we're probably not going to talk about this for a couple days. Uh, I'd like to see uh, if Salah continues to get minutes, especially especially against uh, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I don't know. It would be a, 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 a good little matchup. You know, Jimmy Butler's going to take on Barnes, so see what Barnes has has with that. And, I mean, Towns is always a, a task, and I don't know. Big you know, the big minutes right now is just really the only thing that I'm really looking for. I just want to see how how Carlisle plays it with with Nerlens, Dwight, and Salah. And I hope that it's not just a just talking to Salah tonight. He's like, hey, yeah, Rick. You know, coach was telling me before this matchup, be ready, be ready for Boogie. You know, really just hyping up this game. You know, with the Pelicans, and I was like, dang, like I hope it's not just a one-time thing. Like a player goes out here and balls out. Like let him get, give him a few extra minutes. So I don't know. That's just yeah. I'm all about Towns. You know, I'm all in on Minnesota this year. I have them as my my fourth <laughs> seed out west uh, ahead of San Antonio. So we'll see. And we'll see uh, Dennis 
I guess he'll go against Jeff Teague tomorrow. So. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm interested to see because I wonder if they throw Wiggins on him just to you know have a guy that, that's longer and Wiggins is going to eventually take those guys. You know, he, his defense was not you know anywhere close to what we thought it was going to be. You know, coming into the league the last couple of years, but maybe they throw him on there just to throw a longer guy on him so that he can't really like uh you know just just to contain him a little bit. So I'm interested to see the matchup because if it's Teague on him. I feel pretty good. <laughs> I feel pretty good about Dennis's chances. Yeah, and it might be something that they, you know, Rick mentioned something after the game tonight. He said, hey, you know, New Orleans made a point to clog the lane for Dennis yeah. because you know, they saw what he did against the Clippers. Except that one got, time. <laughs> yeah, except that one time. And he got into the lane, you know, <clears throat> against L.A. and had 18 points in L.A. And so now, you know, I think that's what we're going to see really teams try to do is just take that away from Dennis. But – so we'll see. We'll see how tomorrow night goes. Yeah, I'm really just interested to see that. The uh the Mavericks are are now they're one and nine, Isaac. Somehow this year has started out worse than last year. I just I can't I still don't even believe it that it that somehow they're worse than last year. So uh, you know, I was listening to our pod from the other day and you gave me heck, you said, Isaac, you think because I predicted three wins for the month. You predicted four, and you're like so you think Isaac? You are saying that they're gonna have a four and seventeen record or something like that? Like you were making a big deal. I'm like now, and then when I was thinking about the podcast, I'm like, you guessed four wins. So you think they're gonna be five and sixteen? That ain't that much better. <laughs> no, I was, like, <laughs> I was doing that because they were four and seventeen last year. Oh, because okay, it was okay. the exact same record. Anyway, so uh, I was most laughing. of that was in jest. I don't know if you got that, but. I, I didn't. Now I understand <laughs> okay. it, Nick. Some of, you know, yeah. So, so my question now, and my question to Carlisle tonight and to Dennis with Jr. was, you know, how do you stay like motivated? What do you want to focus on? What is a thing that you want to, you know, to look at or to try to, to, you know, to try to do to keep motivated on such a bad team? And Carlisle said, you know, just the simple things. Basically, he said, keep it. What did he say? He's like, keep the, keep the messages. Uh, like short messages, but I, th- I think like tangible. I can't remember the exact. He's clearly word. talking about text messages. <laughs> uh, it was like a tangible thing that he wanted to keep Dennis Smith Jr. You know, focused on. Uh, but it, he admitted, you know, it, it is tough. It's tough for for that for Dennis, and he's going to go through different you know stretches and seasons. And Dennis's answer was was interesting to me. He's like, we want to focus on winning. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. He said we've only done that one time, but he said. He said this, and, and we'll, I'll, we'll end the pod with this. It's a shorter pod tonight because it's kind of late. But The same way, this is what Dennis Smith Jr. said to me after I asked him about, you know, what are you going to, you know, focus on because the season is so long, because you guys have started off so bad. The same way that we can go on a nine-game losing streak, I think we can go on a nine-game winning streak. Hmm. I like the confidence. I like the confidence as well. I don't know how practical it is, but they they have been in some close games. Tonight ended up being a close game. We've also mentioned now they've been in some close games as well. You know, they they clean some stuff up here and there. It could be, I don't know, instead of one and nine, what are they, you know, four wins? Let's say they give them, give them three. Then all of a sudden they're four and five. It doesn't look too bad. Four and five would look a lot better than one and nine. Definitely. It's, it's just... Or four and the honey, or four and the, uh, six. I don't know. The honeymoon stage is over now. Yep. And 
there was hype at the beginning of the season. It was Dirk's 20th season, Dennis Smith Jr., Rookie of the Year, Barnes, you know, coming off a 20-point pretty much average year last year, Nerland's big-time year, and the honeymoon's over. You know, it's it's real life now, and you don't want to be Debbie Downer and go through all these different storylines of how it's not working out right now. But um, now it's just now's the time to figure it out. Now's the time when you hope the vets are you know, grooming Dennis and the young guys and just kind of figure out, you know, the organization's trying to figure out what's the next step and what's for the better of the franchise. Is there a roster step going to take place? And, and really, how much are you going to put on Seth Curry's shoulders? And hopefully we get him back over the next week or so and and really see exactly what this whole team looks like at 100% and go from there, really. Yep. Got to get Seth back. Got to get Dorian Finney-Smith back. Got to. Got to get McBob back. Got to get that dude back on the floor. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit, Isaac at Isaac Harris NBA. Both have pieces going up either tomorrow or sometime next week. So go check out our sites, read those. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Peace out.